Week eight, ladies and gentlemen, we're almost at the halfway point. The Jets and Giants are out of it. So for them, what the heck's the point? Joe Flacco is about to come in, but he can't even start on Sunday. We have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about, ladies and gents. It ain't going to be fun today. It's downtown sports. I am the mouth of the South, John Schiavone, along with my co-host, the Beast of the East, Jonathan Perriente. We are downtown sports. This is where sports come home. And any hope you had of enjoying anything having to do with the Jets has been ripped and torn away. I'm just gonna—I'm gonna set the table for it, and and yeah. then you can go, Beast. It's okay. Uh, yeah. No, I, I have so, to. So, 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 unless you were living under a rock, the Patriots put up about 54 points on the Jets, and during this game, the prized quarterback, Mister Zach Wilson from BYU, has now injured his knee possibly tore a ligament we don't know yet you know ah, it's so bad i can't even can't even fathom what happened sunday i mean what's worse this or gase well the good news for wilson his injury is at least two to four weeks it's a pcl all right it's a pcl injury it's not an acl he didn't tear anything so the Jets seem pretty optimistic. It's only going to be about two to four weeks. I pray that that's all it is. But, yeah, you know what the sad part is? Wilson Next was actually- week, by the way, we're going to get Dr. Kate on, and she's going to explain everything to us about this because, uh, yeah, we are not doctors. So we're going to bring in the professional help. But yeah, We're going to incorporate Wilson- our six-pack challenge while we talk about this because the first uh, game on the six-pack challenge was the Bengals and the Jets. So let's talk yeah. about the Jets for a minute. Yeah. So Zach Wilson started off the game pretty good. Six of 10. You know, the only good thing that came out of this whole game is Zach actually didn't throw a pick in this game, nor did he throw a touchdown. Yeah. The Jets continue their drought of not scoring a touchdown in the or scoring any points period in the first quarter. Their kicker missed a field goal, which made things worse. The Jets finally scored a touchdown in the first half, (laughs) but Zach Wilson wasn't the one who threw it. Oh, God. It was a backup guy named Mike White. I think I think that's the person who's been named starter this week. Yes, Mike White will be starting against the Bengals this week. And even though he signed Joe Flacco because Joe Flacco cited personal reasons he couldn't get to the team on Flacco, time. Flacco's also Joe Flacco's thirty six. He hasn't even played in a game for the Jets since what? Adam Gase. We're talking about over a year ago now. He hasn't played. And we tr- and you traded to get him back. Yeah, traded the Jets traded a low draft, like a low draft pick for him. You still had to trade anything to get Joe Flacco. Okay. You could have gotten anyone else mind in the you, league. It was not a top, mind you, the Jets didn't have to trade any topic. And by the way, thanks to Seattle losing again, the Jets move up a little more on the draft board. Now they go to number four in the first round with number seven. That was still Seattle's pick. Tankathon, ladies and gents. That's all we have to look forward to. The more in New the York. Seahawks lose, the more this benefits the Jets in the Tankathon. The more Seattle loses. And with no Russell Wilson, I don't see them winning a game with Geno Smith for at all. But anyway, back to the Jets. And yeah, Mike White was thrust into action. Uh, he looked good at times, at but times. then threw 
But then he showed again his rookie struggles. And the Jets were trailing as it was. They were down 17-7 when Zach Wilson left. They were down 17-0 actually at that point. And Mike White had a bail. So my question is this. My question is this. Exactly what about Zach Wilson getting hurt hurt the defense because the defense is the reason yeah no cj mosley he didn't play the defense is the reason they lost this game i mean oh yeah they made mac jones they made good old mackie boy look like tom brady look like I don't know because that that looked like a Joe Montana. He was shredding the game. Jet defense. He was shredding the Jet defense, and he I don't mean ripped just them apart. How about how about he picked them apart using short passes instead of just only long passes? He did the long passes later, but he shredded them with the short little screen passes here and there. And the running backs just had their way. Damian Harris ran off for 106 yards and two touchdowns on just 14 oh. carries. Yep. Matt Jones threw for 307 yards. Even Brian Hoyer got in the action throwing for 79, even on just four throws. My Kendrick God. Bourne, even Kendrick Bourne, a wide receiver, threw a 25-yard touchdown. Crazy, huh? Yeah. The Jets were able to muster a touchdown from Corey Davis, we, and finally Elijah Moore finally got his first touchdown. Congratulations oh. on a 19-yard run. Yeah. Yeah, very nonchalant with that. There we go. But yeah, the Jets, yeah, but again. They got the slaughtered. Offense, they got the killed. The Jets offense showed no life. Their defense looked like it checked out after the second quarter. They were down 31-7 at halftime. 31-7. And then, and then, and then, and then, they still scored 23 more points. Yeah, because Bill Belichick is basically a guy that will show no mercy on anybody. He just has a complete hate for the Jets, doesn't he? Yep. A complete hate for the Jets. And, and every uh, year, he just finds a way to make it worse. And now, to make it all even worse, you go from Bill Belichick, whose offense really is just actually bad. Now you're going to face to, Joe Burrow. Oh, Joe yeah. Burrow. Joe Burrow. Stupid Joe Burrow. I don't like that guy. And everybody's actually, you know, people, some people are beginning to compare Burrow to Brady. That's scary. Well, yeah, he, he you compare him to Brady in the way that he breaks your heart if you're up against him, fantasy Burrow. Yep. Ah. Well, I'm going to have to deal with, on fantasy, Jamar Chase. I'll have to deal with him this week. Oh, great. Good absolute luck. I wanted to get the Bengals defense, but my commissioner swooped in and took it from me. Took the Bengals D from me. So I had to settle for the Bears defense. Wow. Well, the Bears will play an easier will play an easier team that they can at least do their job against instead of Tom Brady. But anyway, the Jets, it's not getting any easier for them. And nope. right now, it's looking like another tanking season is upon us at six games into the season. Looks like it is. Um, and I don't know what to make of Zach Wilson because the returns on him of all the quarterbacks in the draft. He's been the weakest one of well, the top guys. He's the well, been Trevor, the weakest. Has Justin Fields looked any better so far? He's looked terrible. Throwing he less picks. picks. He threw three picks against Tom Brady this past week. Mm-hmm. Justin, uh, Justin Fields has only thrown one touchdown pass as far as I'm concerned. The Bears, even with the running game that they have, that's all they do is run. Justin Fields, when, was, when have I seen Justin Fields really go off in a football game yet? You know, uh, 
when have the Bears known how to coach offense? Well, Matt Nagy is uh, Matt Nagy's just as bad coaching this team as Robert Sala is right now. Yeah, well, Robert Sala at this point, what does he have to work with? And, and that there's where we start to. Woody Johnson has already confirmed Robert Sala's job is safe. Of course, his job is safe. What is he doing wrong besides inheriting a crap roster that most of them, if they remained from the team last year, were shell shocked by Adam Gaze and his crazy eyes? They're not used to normalcy yet. It was up to me. I'd fire the Johnsons right now. I'd fire Woody and his and his brother Chris. I wish I could. Damn, who, who wouldn't watch, want to fire them? I can't even watch this football team anymore. I can't watch this team play. Yes, you can. Anymore. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. They're on at one o'clock, so they're actually on before your yeah, job. I see them for, yeah, I see the game for roughly uh, 45 minutes. Yeah, that's all you need to watch yeah. because by the time 45, 45 minutes is done, they're over. 45 minutes is over. I'm out the door. And I don't want to watch anymore. That's how yeah, bad it because is. The Jets are behind by the time you get to halftime. The Jets are already down three possession. Exactly. So you get to so see see they get to help you out they help you out you get to watch the whole jet game or at least the important part of it and then you get to go knowing exactly what will happen. Isn't that great? Yeah. As a fan, it, don't you just love little... being able to know within 30 minutes that you can do something else with your Sunday? As enjoyable as watching grass grow. About actually now nah, watching grass grow is more enjoyable. That's saying something. You know, it reminds me of uh, it reminds me of something, you know, uh, actually, you know what? I have a little piece of uh, something I watched way back about grass growing. I wish I had it in front of me right now. And I probably could pull her on up here if I had a second. But for another time, it was a whole little piece about watching grass grow. And you hear me snoring through that through half of it. Anyway, not important. We dive in with the Jets. And I think it's appropriate we lead off with our six pack challenge for the new york jets well we already started talking about it so let's just pick it at this point yeah uh well, the Bengals, 10 million the jets well. the jets are going to somehow ma- manage to get minus points oh somehow they're going to lose points i i don't know how but they're, you're going to see the first nfl score where the team is minus five or something <clears throat> that's how bad the jets are and you don't even have Joe Flacco yet. And Joe Flacco is the worst quarterback in the NFL. Mm. Well, you're going to start Mr. White. Mike White will be starting this game, as Sala announced. And, uh, well, Chris doesn't believe the Jets are going to have any chance. He believes the Bengals will blow the Jets out of the water very quickly and early. Chris predicts 35-6 Bengals win this game. What about you? 35 Wow, you don't think you don't think Joe Burrow can't outpace uh, Mac Jones here? He scored forty-one points against the Ravens last week. He ripped apart the Ravens' defense. He should he should be scoring seventy points on the Jets. You think the Jets could give up seventy points in a game? No, but I'm imagining they're going to give up more than forty for the second week 60. in a row. I'd say they give up at least sixty. That nah, well, let's be realistic: forty-two to six. Yeah, I, I'll give the Jets two field goals, maybe. I'll give them the benefit of at least 10 points. That's how I'm going. 45, wow. I'm say 48, 10 Bengals. Win. Wow. 48 to 10. I'm trying to be lenient, but I, I, I don't know. Now the next team in New York, uh, they did win a game. Yes, we did. I'll give them credit. They, they did. They beat Sam Darnold. Yes, we did. We beat him out of the game. Well, the giants 25 to three. 
blew Sam Darnold and the Panthers away. Uh, That's it's hard to believe this was the same Panthers team. I, that started I, I, I just want to say one thing. I just want to say one thing. Please. That's not a blowout. That's I love how all of New York media is calling 25 to 3 a blowout. It's not a freaking blowout. It is That's a blowout not a blowout at all. Pieces. You were doing this without your main running back. You were doing this with half of your receiving of your receivers. And they're still all gone. <laughs> at, at this point, the Giants are the walking infirmary. There's, you had Darius Slayton. You had Evan Ingram. You had Dante Pettis. Yeah. You had some pretty good names out there. Even Daniel Jones, the quarterback, acted as wide receiver for one catch. Yeah, he did. That was funny. Isn't that great? Yeah, real great. Real great? great. It's great. It's wonderful. We beat a Panthers team. Now, now we're two and five. And by the way, there's no way you're going to win the NFC East or get into a wild card. two teams in the NFC South. You've beaten the Saints also. Yeah, I know. Maybe we'll sweep them. Maybe you'll beat. No, you, you, you get you get the pattern I'm going with here. You've beaten the Panthers. Yep. You've beaten the Saints. Yep. You do not think maybe you can beat Tom Brady and the Bucks. You hmm? know, I would watch the Giants do that and then hate them for it because then they're getting lower on the tankathon list. Of course, though, the only you already have lost to Atlanta. So that's already. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's over. Why are we even trying? Just lose to the lose to the Bucks and be done with it, please. Well, but um, the Giants yeah. actually have the business of losing to Kansas City to do. And that's a Monday night game. That's I think it's going to be very hard for the Giants to lose to Kansas City this week. You think they're going to beat Kansas City? I think Kansas City is going to beat themselves. I, I don't agree with Chris. Or how they beat themselves against the Titans last week. Uh, you saw what De- the Titans did to them last week? Oh, yeah. Derrick Henry uh, had a higher QBR than uh, Pat Mahomes. Yeah. 127.1 for a passer rating and a 99.9 quarterback rating. The sad fact that Chad Henney had to finish the game because Patrick Mahomes, uh, well, unfortunately, took a, took a knee to the helmet, roughly a knee to the head, basically, and uh, just, you know, thankfully he's okay. I Never want to wish an injury on any quarterback, particularly someone like Mahomes, who's a very no. respectable game. Yeah, but, but, here's you, the thing. but the, this is the worst I ever saw the Chiefs play in a game since the Super Bowl. That's the worst I ever saw a team with Patrick Mahomes play. Kelsey did nothing. Edward Hilaire did nothing. He didn't even run the – he wasn't even on the score sheet. He didn't even run the ball. He didn't even have a pass. I don't think he even played. This team right now, Kansas City, is in a free fall. They're in trouble. They're in last place in the AFC West, and they are in deep, deep trouble. They're actually second to last. Uh, Denver is a little worse than they are, but they're both three and four, but we get the point. They're both three and four. They're They're tied for dead last. They're tied for dead last, yes. yes. The point of the matter is, right now, Denver's looked better. Denver has looked better in, the, in their three and four than the Chiefs have. Well, good news for Denver. They're getting Jerry Judy back this week. And that's bad news for the rest of that division. And to make things even better, they're taking on the Washington football team as Denver. So that could be. Uh, so, well. yeah, Kansas City actually needs to win this game. Yeah. Um, it's in Arrowhead. It's Monday night game. It's in Arrowhead. I mean, I know the Giants are walking into a situation where that stadium is going to be insane and that team is going to be out for blood. But you know the funny thing about playing desperate? When you play desperate, you make mistakes. 
Giants are going into this week with house money. No one expects them to win it all, except for me. Because that would be the opposite of what I need them to do, because I need them to get higher on this tankathon list. So despite me, the New York Giants are going to win this game. It's going to be an ugly game. And it's going to be about 13, or yeah, 13 to 7. Well, Chris has a little bit more of a favorable score. He believes Kansas City will win the game, but 30 to 17. Giving the Giants a bit of a fighting chance, and that's kind of fair because the Chiefs defense is uh, is god awful. But, but that's why I'm giving hey, that's why I'm giving the Giants 13 points. What I'll do you think? Giants, I say the Giants will score a little bit more than 13. I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give them about 15. I say the Giants will just get maybe one touchdown and everything else will be like field goals for the most part for the rest of the game. Giants will still lose this game, unfortunately. 41-15. You are going to be so disappointed when well, the Chiefs New lose. Have a, New England had a bounce-back game against the Jets following a tough loss the other week. So you don't think Kansas City is not going to want to do the exact same thing? The difference is the Giant defense is actually pretty good. They're starting to play despite like themselves again. Them, despite the injuries that they've had to their defense. Well, they're starting to play like themselves again. Yeah, about time. Yeah, about well, time. let's see if it continues. Yeah. This giant but, team, though, just just, just to you know, end it off here. We're not going to end the segment, but we're going to end off our local talk real quick. Yeah. Here's the thing with the Giants. I cannot evaluate them. I can't evaluate this quarterback. I can't evaluate Barkley. I can't evaluate the wide receiving core. I can't evaluate Jason Garrett as an offensive coordinator because they're all hurt. And it's the fault of one man, Gettleman. He had better not be drafting another player. This to me is it. He's got to be gone. However, the Giants are going to win this game just despite me. Like I said, 13-7. Okay, bold. Let's move on to a battle in the AFC North, our third game out of the six. Steelers-Browns. Now I know what you're thinking. Well, this should be a blowout, right? The Browns won't have a chance. Well, now there's rumors brewing up that Baker Mayfield might play. He's already been playing in full practices despite the labrum tear. In fact, he's been letting it rip out there and seems to have had really no issue. So it seems like the Browns are very much going to lean towards starting Mayfield against the Steelers. They recently and even if they that- don't, Keenum isn't a bad option. You know, the Jets could have traded for him. Yeah. Well, the, give Keenum credit. He beat the Broncos on a Thursday night game last week. Mind you, it was only a 17-14 game. And I didn't think the Browns' defense was going to have a chance against Denver. You know, Bridgewater playing and all that. But they held them down. They did hold them down, and that was a big win for Cleveland, yeah, particularly in the spot that they were in. And now you're going to take on big men. Kind of both teams going in the same direction, 3-3, three and 4-3. Three, and three. Well, the Steelers have a problem. Mm. Big Ben's shot. He looks done. He looks like it's... People have been saying that for weeks. People have been saying that for a couple of years about Big Ben. I'm going to say this. If he keeps playing the way he's playing, I think in a few weeks you're going to see Mason Rudolph. 
I, I, I think, honestly, at this point, Rudolph gives them a better chance to win. We're going to have to see what happens. So remember now, the Browns won last week without the services of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Yeah, and I think they'll do it again. But this time, likely Baker is going to be leading the charge instead of Case Keenum. And, you know, Dearness Johnson was very solid in the running game. So I'll give him credit. He ran for over 100 yards last week. I think he, he ran, ran for like something like 120 something yards. He did. He did. Yeah, he, didn't. he, he shredded. Him. Yeah, he shredded that Denver defense up. I actually no, I think it was like 140 something yards. No, Denver's lost four in a row since they started three and oh, they've lost four straight games. Mm. They're getting back Jerry Judy. That could be big for Denver. That's big, but they're going to get Judy back in the lineup. We'll, we'll see if that changes things. But for Cleveland right now, with Baker coming back, do they win this game? I think they Chris do. believes the Browns will win this game. Chris believes the Browns win this game. Yeah, close do. game. It'll be an ugly game. He predicts 17-14. But he also predicted that Keenum is starting. Yeah, but let's say Baker. Now, I don't think it's going to be that score with Baker at the helm. I'd say it's still going to be that score because you don't want to risk Baker Mayfield. So if I'm the Browns, I'm relying on my running game and I'm relying on my defense here, no matter which quarterback is starting, because you need to protect the backup from making too many mistakes. If it's Keenum and you need to protect Baker Mayfield from getting hit too many times, if it's Baker. So once again, no matter who's starting a quarterback, the onus falls on the running game and the offensive line. Oh. Good news for the running game. I'm just reading now. It looks like Chubb might be good to go as well. You get Nick so, Chubb back with Johnson. I think you're in pretty good shape. Yeah, pretty good shape. You're in. You're in extremely good shape. Uh, Twenty-six, fourteen Browns. Okay. I'm gonna say the Browns win this also by about two possessions. I, again, Steelers are hurting, as we said. Other than Najee Harris and you know Big Ben, who else do the Steelers really have? Who's there? Who's their go-to receiver besides Mr. Claypool? Najee Harris. Yeah. Besides Najee Harris, Harris should get all the touches and, and all the throws and all the snaps and, and, and everything. Yeah. May it all go Najee to Harris. Najee Harris. Go Najee Harris, yeah. Let Najee well, Harris throw some touchdowns, too. I think he could throw. You, you, we'll see. I'm sure he could. But, sure yeah. He could. Try but it. One player can't do it all. So, I don't think the Steelers are going to have a chance. No, I don't think they do. Cleveland's won in this game. Of course. 32-16. Uh, Two possessions. 32-16, a full two-possession game. That's how I look at it. And then here's the fourth game in our six-pack challenge. We'll get to the rest of these really quickly. Battle of the NFC South. Tampa Bay, New Orleans. Tampa. Mm. Okay. Tampa. Well, Tampa should win blowing, blowing it away or a close game. Close, but 17-14 bucks. Because here's the thing. They're going to control the Saints are going to control the clock. They're going to control the clock with Camara and their running game. And Jameis Winston has to make options. mistakes. Jameis Winston has to not make a mistake. Well, that's not you can't possible. make one mistake against Brady. No, you know, well, Jameis Winston is going to make mistakes because um, that Tampa defense is still brolic. Um, everybody talks about their offense, but what won them the Super Bowl last season? Was it their offense? Defense. defense. It was their defense. And uh, let me let me just tell you something. Lattimore, Jenkins, Jordan, and Williams are going to have fun. This is going to be a game where uh, the Bucks are going to get grinded down into the dirt. Fournette is going to have a good game. Brady will have a good game. Add to that, Gronkowski is going to be back. 
And that's why the Bucks take it because now you have that scoring threat in the end zone. But, and you uh, have Mike Evans. Don't even sleep on him. So I'm you not. have a, and Antonio Brown could go off at any time. You never know. Yeah, th- there's too many variables here. I'd say, uh, yeah, like I said, 17-14. Okay. I'm going to say the Bucks definitely win this game, but I think it'll be by a little bit of a wider margin. Again, we've talked about the Saints uh, other than what? Other than Camara, who else do the Saints have? They don't have a – they don't have Mike Thomas. And I don't think he's coming back. They have no deep threat receiver. They have to play close games, the Saints, and they have to win low-scoring games for that matter to win. You were lucky to hold the Seahawks to 10 points last week, and that was without Russell Wilson. Imagine if that was with Wilson. You think Metcalf would have gone off for more than an 84-yard touchdown last week? Would have gone off for way much more than that. Well, Monday anyway. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say – crazy. Bucks. Yeah, yeah. Bucks are going to win this game 100%. 21-10. Wow. Okay. It'll be a closer game for me. Okay, Let's go well, hold on. Four. Chris apparently is crazy. Yeah, Chris believes, yeah, Chris believes the Saints win. Wow. At 19-16. Okay. okay. That's a bit nuts. I'd love to see that happen. I mean, only Stafford was able to shut the Bucks down to an extent. Only Matt Stafford beat them. That'd be funny if that happened, though. Um, number five, Sunday Cowboys, night. Vikings. This is an interesting one. This is an interesting one. Dallas is coming off a bye week. They played pretty, pretty solid football throughout the first six weeks. I will be very curious to see how they come into this. Kirk Cousins, we've always talked about Kirk Cousins. Does he ever come up big in big games? Not since he was a football team member. When has Kirk Cousins ever come up big on a nationally televised game that we can think of? Not since he was a football team member. Exactly. And the sad part is you have such great weapons. You have really great weapons you can get the ball to. Justin you have Jeff- the best running Dalvin back in the Cook, NFC. Yeah. The best running Dalvin back in the Cook, NFC. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, all guys that can get the football deep. And I'm not saying Kirk Cousins can't throw a deep ball. He certainly can. But you're going to face a Dallas team that, you know, their defense, I wouldn't sleep on it. We talked about Trayvon Diggs. We've talked about Parsons, not to sleep on those two. And the Cowboys are beginning to really show us what they're really capable of when Dak is healthy and you have a healthy Zeke and you have the rest of the receiving core around him. Cooper and Lamb, so to speak. So here's how I read this game. Mm Mm-hmm. 2117 Dallas. Reason mm, I, uh, yeah, because, uh, like I said, Cook, one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in the NFC, I think he is better than Zeke. Mm-hmm. There, this is going to be a hard fought battle on the ground. I honestly do not see Cousins tempting fate. I think, uh, the Dallas front seven isn't as strong as their secondary. I think the best way to get to the Cowboys defense is to run it at them, and the Vikings are equipped to do it. However, like you said, Dak Prescott, that's the difference maker here. He is playing He is playing with a calf injury, and I've said he must clear the threshold to play. Now, he, so far, he practiced, didn't show any signs of, of any ill effects from the calf, so I would think he should be good to go, and that's the hope. It's a Sunday night game, so you have more than enough time for Dak to be ready. 
And Dallas needs to not take Minnesota lightly. Sometimes Dallas kind of takes their foot off the gas against lower opponents. Well, so far, not this season. Five and one, they're only lost to Tampa. Everybody else they've beaten. We've talked about Dallas and how they also low road teams. We've talked about also, though, how Dallas sometimes tends to come up small in games like this. So this could be a chance they could get picked off because they have a good running back. But I just they're going up against a good running back. But I don't see it happening now. Number six. This is the game. Oh, so, uh, all right, so you have Dallas winning the game. Uh, I have Dallas winning, too, 31-17. All right, let's go to 21-17 here for me. Number six, tomorrow night. This is the one time anybody's going to want to watch Thursday night football. Mm, Packers, Cardinals. Packers with one loss, Cardinals 7-0. and Now, Green Bay is going to be slightly shorthanded going into this series. Two of their wide receivers are out with COVID one of them being Devontae Adams. Alan Lazard just tested positive for COVID during the week. I know. And so, I drafted him on my fantasy team in hopes of starting him as my flex because I thought Adams was going to be out. And then, bang, Lazard was going to get a whole bunch of catches. Nope. You still have Randall Cobb. Expect him to have a big game. Maybe Tunyon will start seeing some more catches. You do have Equinamius St. Brown. Well, he better, he better give me some catches. Right now, he's my flex. Equinamius well, St. Brown could be huge. Uh, maybe even uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling will come back from injury, and that could help Aaron, Aaron Rodgers out as well. And, of course, you have Aaron Jones. So the Packers still have, some, still have some weaponry there, even despite a couple injuries. And Aaron Rodgers, he's been shown the ability to make any wide receiver, no matter what. He can work with any receiver that, he, that it is, even if it's somebody off the practice squad. But, Here's the thing. Kyla Murray. It's a different story. How do I put this? Yeah. I I, I think a wrestler from North Carolina said this. To be the man, you've got to beat the man. Right Mm -hmm. now, Aaron Rodgers, in terms of quarterbacks in the NFL, is the man. He is the most skilled quarterback with the best resume that has not regressed. I mean, Brady's regressed. Breeze is retired. Big Ben is almost out of the league. Uh, Philip Rivers is gone. Brady's looked even better with age. Are you kidding me? Well, no, I'm sorry. He's regressed. He's not as good as he was a few years ago. He's Mm, just not. He has a lot more weapons around him now. Tampa Bay's really allowed Brady to really be the Brady people didn't even know he was. Well, he's got a lot more weapons around him now. So he doesn't have to be as good as he once was to be successful. Mm. Brady physically has regressed. I'm sorry. Aaron Rodgers looks like Superman. Mm. And here's the thing. Kyler Murray is not proven it on a big stage yet. Whenever Kyler Murray has gotten on to a big stage in the NFL, what's he done so far in his young career? Lost. This, I think, right here, right now, is the matchup that Kyler Murray has to win. This is going to prove, are the Cardinals just a flash in the pan, a quick start, but then they're going to lose it again like last year or are they for real this time because last year they started off looking real real good too 
one little one thing. loss team, not a, not undefeated, but a one loss team. Here's gonna be the deal for the Cardinals. No JJ Watt for this game. He's out with a shoulder injury. That's not good for their That's defense. That's going to hurt Arizona. Not having Watt. That's gonna hurt them. <sighs> the only but, thing is, they have more weapons than the Packers do. Ertz is here now to catch passes from Murray. DeAndre Hopkins is always a threat down there. Chase Edmonds can run the ball. DeAndre Hopkins is a top five wideout in the league. It's it's scary what the Cardinals have, man. It's I'm still picking Green Bay. I'm still picking Green Bay, though. Yeah, Kyler Murray has to not make a mistake. That's That's what I don't trust. You think Kyler Murray is going to throw a pick or two in this game? I think he might. I think uh, Rodgers has done a lot better. In these type of situations, I think Kyler Murray still got a lot to learn. And no, it, it is not Kyler Murray's time, Chris. It's not. However, I think your score is correct, except the team that scores 35 is going to be in Green Bay. Hmm. Green Bay 35, Arizona 30. Kyler Murray is going to throw two picks in this game. Rodgers will not make one turnover. Well, I need him to be perfect, Rogers. I'll tell you that much. I will say Green Bay two wins this game. I think it will be a. I think it actually be a little higher of a score than thirty-five thirty, of what Chris predicts. I think it will come down to a field goal. Forty-one thirty-eight, Green Bay. I think Green Bay's defense is a little better than thirty-eight points. Well, Green Bay's defense is still not, not good. They've been playing pretty well over the last couple of weeks. Uh, they have, but they've beaten who? The Washington football team. Do they really score a lot of points? No, no, no. no. They're beating a. Le- they have to. They have to stop a legit offense in Arizona. And the Bears can make anybody's anybody's defense look like the look like the steel curtain. Well, that's the Bears for you. Packers know the Bears. The Bears. Anyway, the Bears all too well. But yeah, forty-one thirty-eight. That's my prediction for Green Bay against Arizona. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a fight. This is going to be a fight between these two teams. And when we come back, let's get to this NFL top 10. Let's see where these teams fall in going into week eight. Back after this. And we're back to downtown sports. I am the beast of the East, Jonathan Pariente, along with my co-host, the mouth of the South, John Schiavone. Want to thank Chris for providing us with the six-pack challenge for the first half of the show and now we're about to dive in to our week eight nfl top 10 also provided by christopher delarge yes want to thank chris for that as well before we dive into the top 10 though now where can our listeners hear us Hmm. it's getting so hard to remember it's so many places anchor breaker spotify radio public overcast pocket cast google podcast apple podcast cast box bullhorn pod bay listen notes Podcast Addict, Verbal, and Castro.fm. 15 different platforms. Episodes, rants, digital market battles, specials, every Tuesday, Wednesday. We are downtown sports, and we are where sports come home. And I've been a bad mouth. I know we promised you last week the NBA two-a-days. You're going to get them. Don't worry. In fact, you're going to be getting this. If if you did not hear the two-a-day, it should be up right around the time this episode's up. So go check it out. And uh, we'll release the next one in a couple of days. Next so will be a final two on two. Yes, it will be. All right. 
So let's dive in. Let's see what Chris cooked up together on this topic. Yeah, but oh, he told me not to show this to you. I'm not looking at it. I have no idea what's on it. Yeah. Yeah, he 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 emailed me and said, Don't show him. Chris, what did you do? What did you do? Oh good God. This is this is number ten. Okay, who's number ten? The four and two second place in the AFC West Los Angeles Chargers. I was about to say San Diego, but Los oh, Angeles. We're still used to that. <clears throat> um, all right, uh, LA Chargers. I'm, I'm I'm not too upset about that choice. You know, Chargers have played a uh, Chargers have played pretty good football over the first six games, but now they're going to have a tough matchup coming. You're facing Bill Belichick, Justin Herbert. Uh, got exposed the previous game. And he uh, did how badly he got shut down. And uh, mm-hmm. I worry because Bill Belichick can do, can do a lot of this to young quarterbacks. Yes, he can. Uh, if we can quickly go back to that, uh, that last game by the Chargers, oh, uh, it was God. kind of, uh, as I said, it was kind of one for them to uh, forget, if you will. Yeah, it was, but um, Keenan Allen did nothing that game. Oh yeah, good. That was terrible. In fact, uh, you got help. You got help to six points against the Ravens. Yeah, no, Uh, and no. Justin Herbert is not a top three quarterback. He is maybe statistically this year he is, but he's not a top three quarterback. Top ten. A couple weeks ago, you were saying how great Justin Herbert was. Oh my God, this kid's going to be special. He is. He is. He just had a bad game. He's not top three yet. I mean, let's let's not throw parades and throw him into the Hall of Fame yet. But he's a top ten quarterback in the league for sure. But I think not a top five. That. Not, not a top. Five. Not not no. yet. Maybe by the end of the year he could be. Who knows? But uh, he's only gonna he's gonna determine how deep the Chargers go if they're gonna uh, yeah. be the rest of the year. I'd so. agree with that. Let's uh, and then let's just move on up because uh, this team does coincide and you know i'll be curious to see how the Chargers do against new england then they yeah we'll yeah see. i would be too but here's the thing what? um the number nine team on this list is the las vegas raiders mm. the five and two first place in the afc west las vegas raiders the same las vegas raiders that just lost their head coach las vegas raiders well, they've gone two and oh since he's been fired Yep. And uh, there's been one big major difference. Hmm. And who would that be? Gruden goes away. Kenyon Drake gets the football more. And comes to play. Kenyon Drake gets the football more. Josh Jacobs can be more effective. So now both backs are playing better. Um, Darren Waller is amazing. We've all known that. And, uh, Top tight ends in the league has Waller. He oh, by the great. way, your Derek Carr is almost thrown for 2,300 yards. That's leads insane. the NFL in passing. That's insane. Well, I mean, we always knew Derek Carr had the ability to do it. We just never saw him do it at a high level and consistently. Yep, There's always now, that would get in his way. And now they get to go and rest because they're on a bye. And then when they come back... They get to play my New York Giants and assist me in my quest to win the Tankathon because we might need a new quarterback. 
Oh, you already are giving up on Daniel Jones already. Not aren't yet, you? but Getting you never on. know. You never well, know. The Raiders look a lot more dangerous now. Now that Gruden is gone, now you're seeing, again, you mentioned Kenyon Drake now getting to really utilize his talents, and Brian Edwards can definitely establish his talent as a wide receiver. Hunter Renfro has played exceptionally well, and we're also starting to see the emergence of Henry Ruggs, a guy that people thought was a little uh, bit of a risk that Oakland took, taking a deep taking a deep threat receiver like this, or excuse me, Las Vegas took taking a deep threat receiver like this, and feeling like, well, he's never going to get the football very much. But now really? we're starting to see rugs getting the ball on deeper throws a lot more. Yeah, because Derek Carr can throw a deep ball. By the way, that's his best skill. Gruden has not allowed Derek Carr to throw deep Carr. passes. Let him be Derek Carr. And I mean, I know they're next door neighbors, but damn, I hope uh, I hope Mr. Carr goes over and shows Gruden the game film of him throwing deep passes saying, see, we could have been doing this, but no. <clears throat> That's what Very. I want to say. Yeah. Next, number, number eight. eight. And this is such disrespect. I'm not even going to begin to tell you the level of disrespect once you hear number seven. Uh, but number eight is the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> First in what? NFC North. And Chris just has a hate boner for this team because he's talking about, oh, they only beat the Bears. Who did they actually beat besides the Bengals? Well, the Bengals are pretty freaking good. Uh, yeah, they only have two losses all year, and you had to take them to overtime to beat them. Okay, yeah, I, I know. They beat the Lions, the Niners, the Steelers, the Bears, and the football team. Yeah. You know what, though? They're still the best team in the NFC at this point. Even better than that of the Buccaneers. Yeah. I think uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Tom Brady. And I think if the Packers lineup of weapons is healthy, I think uh, they can outscore any team in the NFL. But it's their defense. That's the problem with them. Next week... If Green Bay is not higher up on this list, we're going to have a problem, Chris. Mm -hmm. Especially because of the abject level of disrespect the Packers have been shown by Chris placing this team at number seven, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. How do you put the Ravens there? Take it with how they looked against uh, Joe Burrow. Yeah. I mean, they got slaughtered. They did. Slaughtered. It was bad. It was bad. I mean, look, Hollywood still got me my fantasy points, so I was happy about that. But, but yeah, again, what happened to Lamar Jackson as the game got out of hand? Uh, where, where was Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson barely completed 50% of his throws. Actually, not even. A little short of 50% of his yeah, throws. Yeah, 15 of 31. He looked like he did in year two. That's a worry. Well, I mean, shutting him down or just Bengals defense is pretty good. Well, I think I think it was a combination of all of those things. Lamar Jackson having a bad day. Um, on top of that, the Bengals defense having a good day. I remember the Bengals were bad for how many years, and they've been building defense through the draft. They eventually did get Burrow. 
and they eventually did get a deep threat receiver for him and Jamar Chase. And now look at how that's working out for them. So uh scary. Yeah, no, scary. but the Ravens at five and two should be probably where the Packers are. Or I'd even put the Raiders ahead of them right now. So that's that. And he- here's the other bit of an insult. Ready? Mm-hmm. Number six, mm, the Tennessee Titans mm. first in the AFC South. And I love how Chris called the Packers NFC North a suspect division. And you're not going to call the AFC South suspect? Really? The AFC South is probably the worst division in football. Oh, it's been worse. It's been bad for how many years? It's been bad for like, what, the last five or six years? The AFC Name South? me the team that's going to finish above 500 in that division other than Tennessee. Mm, I think uh, Colts, maybe. 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 Yeah. Jacksonville, not even close. And, of course, the, the Texans with the Davis Mills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, by the way, just, just a little bit of Texans news. So, apparently, the Panthers are not pursuing Deshaun Watson. So, right now, the only uh, place that seems to be going after him is Miami. But they the have... Trade. The Texans also traded back Mark Ingram to the Saints. So now Mark Ingram's going back to New Orleans. Oh wow. Well, so that that actually might uh help out that uh New Orleans Tampa game. But back to the Titans here. But yeah, Titans, yeah. Their well, they, defense they, is not since, since they lost to the Jets, they haven't lost, by the way. Since that loss to the Jets, they've won three in a row. But their defense is still not as good as it once was. Their defense is still playing very weak. Uh, their defense completely shut down Patrick Mahomes. Other than their that, completely shut Mahomes down. Other me? than that, it's a work in progress. I'm sorry. And did they did their defense or did it not defeat Josh Allen? They beat Josh Allen. They beat Buffalo. That defense didn't beat Buffalo. Derrick Henry beat Buffalo. And Just like Derrick Henry beat, beats everyone. Uh, their defense also had to stop Josh Allen from running in a touchdown. From the one yard line. That was the That's worst cool. play call I have ever seen. I, you cannot give the defense any sort of credit for that. That was the worst thing I've ever seen. They should have kicked the field goal. If they would have kicked the field goal, the Titans would be four and three right now. Tell Sean McDermott that. Tell that to Sean McDermott. <clears throat> I was yelling it at the television screen when it happened. Um, so Julio Jones, AJ Brown, Derek they're Henry. finally back. Derrick Henry is going to break 2,000 yards. Heck, we already saw Derrick Henry throw a touchdown pass. He could do anything. Derrick Henry is the best NFL player today. Better than Rodgers. You just said how great Rodgers was. Now we're saying better than him. Best quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. Best player in the NFL, that's Derrick Henry. Well, let's see if the Titans can keep the momentum going now. This is going to be a... So this is going to be interesting now. They're going to play going to play Indy. That's a big game for them. They have to they have to win that game. Indy was coming off a nice win against San Francisco last week. A game I didn't think the Colts were going to win, but they did. I would say don't sleep on Carson Wentz. I'm not. I don't Especially think anybody else. But... EY Hilton's playing, I would definitely be aware of that. Number 5. Number five. We got the Bengals. Okay, Bengals at five. First I think a little higher than place that. 
in the AFC North. Did you think we were going to be saying that at any point this year? I thought the Bengals were at least maybe another year away. Not this quick. You know what? <laughs> they came in and they made a statement against the Ravens. You want to talk about a statement win? 41-17 is a statement win. Chase. Chase is that guy. He is probably one of the best wide receivers to come out of the draft over the past few seasons. Mm-hmm. Can we give him offensive rookie of the year just yet? Still early, yeah. but Chase is kind of uh, getting into that discussion. Yeah, he is. 1,600 receiving yards for yeah. Jamar Chase. I think it could happen. Yeah, it could. And he's already had six touchdowns already, which leads all rookie wide receivers. So right now, I mean, he's I think he's doing things even more than CeeDee Lamb did last year. Everybody talked about how great CeeDee Lamb was last year. Yep. And uh, Chase is eclipsing those. By the way, Eli Apple, mm-hmm. uh, a giant send off, somebody that we thought, uh, you know, he, 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 Eli Apple is another one of those guys that didn't fit Gettleman's culture. Remember? Well, oh, no, fitting didn't fit the culture. Yeah. But Next on the list. Number four. The it's Dallas Steve. Cowboys. Okay. This makes sense. First in the NFC East. Uh, oh, he wants Chris wants to make this clear that he's not a Cowboys fan at all. Okay. Okay. You you respect them in terms of the brand and the history and what they meant for the growth of the NFL. Sure. Sure. That's why you have that Cowboys plushie in your closet. Now time to be impartial, like he says. Okay, great. Okay. Great. great. Okay. Um, they play in the worst division. That's first. How you put a Packers team with only one loss at eight, and somehow the Cowboys get to stick at four at five and one, and the rest of these two loss teams are ahead of them. Dallas has had to play some tougher games than Green Bay. I Agreed. Think I I'm not saying Dallas shouldn't be above shouldn't be above Green Bay. What I'm saying is, why wasn't Green Bay more towards this part of the list and not eight? Uh, here's the thing. Exactly, because they beat the Bengals. Yeah, I agree with that. They should be ahead of the Bengals. Yeah. Trayvon Diggs, truthfully, mm-hmm. he's the X factor that has really helped the Cowboys out because now you have somebody in the secondary that you fear, meaning half the football field is practically cut off to most quarterbacks now because I'm if I'm not mistaken everybody's avoiding Diggs' side of the field now yeah so kind of like the Darrell Revis a little bit so Trayvon Diggs has basically cut the area that the Cowboys have have to have had to defend in half and Dak Prescott is probably a top four quarterback in the NFL today He's right now eighth in the league in passing yards, and he's sixth in touchdowns. That's scary. Not to mention you have Ezekiel Elliott, and then you have your receiving combination of Lamb and Cooper. That's insane. You know what? I think this Cowboy team, really based off the fact that they play in the NFC East, could end up being the first seed in the NFC. Number three. The LA Rams. Okay. You know what? Okay. You know what? 
be a little higher than three, if you ask me. No. I think they should be a little higher than that. I think they should be lower than that. And here's why. That loss to the Cardinals was still a bad loss, and you are a second-place team because of it. I know you have the best defense, but you're supposed to now have the best offense in the league. You're two full games and back. Even if you tie the Cardinals, Cardinals have the tiebreaker on winning against them. So, since, uh, you know, we've been in the habit of putting teams where they don't belong, why is it that the Rams are third, the Bucks are second? That that's just to me yeah, the Bucks are number two on be, this list. That should be the other way around. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other way around. I, I think the Bucks should be further down. I think the Cowboys should be up at two, and I think the Rams should maybe be at four. The Bucks at five, and I'd put Green Bay ahead of them. So, well, but this is what we got in front of us right now, and the Rams. This is why. This is why he didn't send you this list because you would have lost your mind having oh, to I, read this. Beyond lose my mind. Beyond lose my mind. I I just don't get how this 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 is all wrong here. I'm sorry. Two should not be two. Four should be two. Three should be five. Five should be six, and eight should be four. Well, let's look at what I think that I think that affects the list. Let's look at what the Rams have that's going to make them dangerous, and I think they'll climb higher than where they are at three. I mean, they have Cup. They have Woods, even though they don't throw it to them. Of course, they don't throw it to they have They have weapons. They have a defense. They have weapons. And this is all without Cam Akers. This is all without Cam Akers. Wait till Akers is back next year. Oh, my, oh my God. Matt Ryan took – sorry, Matt Stafford took on the very quarterback that he replaced in Jared Goff. And, you and now saw it looks like Jared Goff Jared is about Goff to be replaced. Traded. Now you see why Goff was traded. Yep. Now you saw why Goff didn't fit in the Rams system. It looks as if golf doesn't fit in almost any system anymore. But um, yeah, like he, the Rams Stafford, like he's just going to be an average quarterback. He'll never be up there with the great ones. Yep, that was a that's what you would call a draft bust. Now if you're the Rams, at this point, you should be steamrolling everybody. Uh, well, you're going to play to the me. Texas. I don't. To me, yeah, they, the there's another win. Them easily. There's another win. To me, they should be seven and zero right now. They should have beaten the Cardinals because they're supposed to be better than that. Number two, it, we just talked about them. The yeah, the Bucks. Uh, they shouldn't even be there. It's in but, right now. They they run the entire NFC South. Nobody can touch them. Well, the Saints might, according to Chris. So how are you putting a team? I, well, my, I have a question. How is Chris putting a team? That he thinks the Saints are going to be with the great Jameis Winston, Mr. FSU cover-up story, leading um, the Saints offense. We're still Christmas. And you think the Bucs are second in the NFL, but they can't beat the Saints. Chris must believe that Jameis Winston is probably the greatest thing since Drew Brees. When he's not Drew Brees. No. Close to Drew Brees. No, what I want to know is how does Chris believe the Saints are going to win when the Bucks? You have the Bucks as the second best team in the, the Bucks league. Bucks are blowing people away, but he doesn't six. think they're going to beat the Saints. Well, I'm sorry, Chris. I I love and respect you, but 
I don't see the I don't see the Bucks losing to the Saints. No, they're, they're not losing to the Saints, not at all. So no, I I agree that the Bucks are a top five team in the league. They could be number three on this list. I, I think uh, Dallas should be a little higher. I think the Dallas Bucks should be where the Bucks are. They play. They dissect every opponent they play. Brady just dissects every single defense. Doesn't take him long to figure it out. Just ask the Chicago Bears. Yeah. How long did it take him to rip apart the Bears defense and just to not long and to break the spirit of Justin Fields? Not long. Not long. And Jason Pierre Paul breaks the spirit of any quarterback he plays against. My God, I I have a question though. How weird must it be for Tom Brady to walk past Jason Pierre Paul all the time? Now he's playing with him instead of against him. Exactly. Uh, how, how that must have been. That must have been some. That must be some locker room banter back and forth between those two. That really must be. Not to mention when Brady beat Richard Sherman and the Seahawks. Oh, yeah, he's there too, right? Yeah, Richard Sherman's a buck. That's right. That must be that must be an interesting locker room. Number one, obviously, is the undefeated Arizona Cardinals. And they deserve to be there because, well, when your record says you are undefeated, you are the number one team. And they are the only unbeaten team left in the NFL. And it's been that way for quite a long time now. They're a dangerous team, Arizona. They have a full competitive crew. Great, great solid defense. Yes, you're going to be minus J.J. Watt. But you have Chandler Jones. You have Buda Baker. You have Golden with six sacks. And then you have a solid offensive attack to go along with Kyler Murray at the helm. Can I just say this? Yes. The Arizona Cardinals lost Larry Fitzgerald and improved their wide receiver core. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? And by the way, now Ertz is here. It's kind of sad because Larry Fitzgerald would have loved to play alongside this crew of people he has around him. So we'll see what happens. But Arizona, however, however, look at this team right now, although. Watt not being there is going to be a problem. I do yeah. think they're going to take their first loss this week, and I don't think they'll be the number one team anymore. <sighs> Who will be, though? I don't know. We're going to have to find out next week. Could change a lot of things week eight. It did. Week eight's going to change a lot. It is. We're going to see the final nail in the coffin of the Kansas City Chiefs season. I think it ends with the Giants. It's going to end any chance of them winning that AFC West. I think uh, Green Bay is going to catapult themselves to the number one team in the NFL by virtue of beating the Arizona Cardinals tomorrow night as we are recording this on Wednesday evening. But for now, we're going to have to cut this off. I want to thank Crystal Large for our top 10, for our six-pack challenge. I want to thank Tony Mainville, our researcher, who helps Chris out with all of these things. I want to give a shout-out to our producer, Girl Friday. I also want to give a shout-out to somebody who's been helping us out while Girl Friday was uh, indisposed. Her friend, Saffron, has been helping us out on the Twitter, tweeting out the shows here and there. I want to thank both of them for their efforts. Beast. Where can they hear us? 
You can listen to Downtown Sports on 15 different platforms on Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Bullhorn, Podbay, Listen Notes, Podcast Addict, Verbal, and Castro.fm. Rants, episodes, digital market battle specials every Tuesday, Wednesday. We are Downtown Sports. We are where sports come home. For the Beast of the East, Jonathan Perriente, I am the mouth of the South, John Chavoni, saying we're out. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.